Welcome to Digitally Creative. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me this week is nobody. Yeah, I kind of had a feeling that was going to happen. It's been really hard getting guests this summer, and I guess that means I'm going to have to talk to you guys a little bit without a guest, and I hope that's okay. But just know that I am trying. In fact, last week I spent a few hours just writing you know, individual emails to guests trying to get them, you know, interested in popping on the show. And what's interesting is that I don't just send like a form letter to everybody. I actually personalize that email for each individual guest. So yeah, it's a little, it's a little disheartening, but not too much. I mean, I, I know other podcasters are having the same issues. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll have to get a co-host so that you're not just hearing me every week. How do you feel about that? A co-host. But I might bring somebody regularly just to have someone else to talk to if I can't find a guest. And I don't know. I'll figure it out. But either way, it's just me. Um, It's been a wild week in the uh, life of Vincenzo, as they say. So 4th of July week, um, we didn't have a show here. And I did warn you that that was going to happen because if I can't get a guest on an off week, I'm definitely not going to be able to get a guest on a week where there's a holiday. And boy... Did people party it up this year? Um, I was at a party in Queens, and boy, I can't remember a time in my life, except for when I was a really young kid, where I saw fireworks on the level of what I saw in Queens. It was unfreaking believable. And every single block in that neighborhood was just on fire from about 830 until, I mean, we left the party at 1.30, and there were still people lighting off fireworks in that neighborhood. Like, it, it was wild. It was, on one hand, it was like, holy crap, this is out of control. But on the other, it just kind of felt good. Like, it felt like a throwback to the good old days, if you want to call them that, where people really went bonkers for the 4th of July. Like, it was a big deal, you know. There were a lot of barbecues, a lot of people hanging out, a lot of people, you know, congregating around whatever looked like it might be an interesting fireworks show. It was, it was an exceptionally good 4th of July. I had a great time at the barbecue. I drank a lot at the barbecue. I ate a lot at the barbecue. I watched a lot of fireworks at the barbecue. And I got to spend time with my wonderful fiance and... It really was. It really was pretty amazing. I had I had a great time, um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I did for the Fourth of July. And I'm you know come back to the real world, and I'm thinking like life is good, everything's fine. And in the back of my mind, I've known for a couple of weeks that I was going to lose my shop, or at least the space that my shop was in. But I figured I would have some kind of notice. I figured wrong, and as it turns out, I not only didn't have some notice. I didn't have any notice. So I found out Thursday at 11 a.m. So as I'm recording this, it is July 11th, 2023 at quarter to 11. Um, And I found out last Thursday at 11 a.m. that I have to be out by this Friday. Because the building sold. I got no notice. I got no preparation no heads up, not even a, not even a, hey, just so you know, we're in contract or we got an offer on the building. Nothing. 
It's just, oh, yeah, no, now you've got to pick up your entire business and move it. So I spent um, one day moving Tweaky up to Al's. Thank you, Al. Big Al Schultz of New York Woodworks, who yet again has saved my ass. I swear, I think um, Al might have to, I might have to make Al my godfather at this point because the man has saved my ass so many times over that I don't know what I would do without him at this point. I mean that. I legitimately don't know what I would do without that man. Um, and Jeremy Spies, dude's a rock star. Dude showed up at my shop and helped me get tweaky. He brought his pickup. You see, when he found out, when I posted on Instagram, when I posted that I was having, um, I was losing my shop, because I did post this thing on Instagram just to let people know that, hey, I'm not going to have a shop much longer. Um, shop business is closed. Like, if I didn't get to you, I'm not going to get to you. I'm sorry. It's just, I'm not, I, I don't want to leave people hanging, but at the same time, it's like, I, it's out of my control. I don't have a space to work yet. And... Jeremy Spies messaged me and he said, hey, look, I have Sunday and Monday available and I have a pickup truck. If you need help, let me know and we'll see what we can do. And I thought about it over the weekend. I'm like, you know what? I got to take him up on it. And I hate asking people for help. And as he correctly pointed out, I didn't ask him for help. He offered help and I took it. Um, And I don't know. There's no way I could have done it without him. So I don't. It's not even like I could have managed or I just wouldn't. I don't know what I would have done. I legitimately don't know what I would have done. So he showed up as a guardian angel. We took apart. We took Tweaky. We moved it into the bed of his pickup. We took the, I took the table completely apart on the fly. He showed me a better way to take it apart than I took it apart last time, which got it apart in like four sections. And we just put the four sections up onto the truck and then we took the cart and my bandsaw because I no longer have a bandsaw because I wasn't using it enough. And Big Al Schultz always wanted that bandsaw. It's a Rikon 10305. You know, the one that everybody has. It's a great bandsaw. It really is just chef's kiss. But it's a tool I don't need. It's a tool I don't need and definitely no longer have the room for. So um, that is now in the shop of New York Woodworks where it will be used happily. I'm sure Al will probably use it 50 times more than I ever did. So, um, cause he likes bandsaws. He's not a table saw guy. I don't know. I think he's weird for that, but you know, you let him do his thing. I'm not, I'm not looking a gift horse in the mouth. Um, and then Jeremy and I got home. We had a little lunch parted ways and I came home. I thought about life a little bit and then I got a message from, Jacob Anguiano from Maker Cuisine. And he said, because um, we were supposed to, Kathy and I and Jacob and his wife, we were supposed to have dinner tomorrow night. That's not going to happen. I can't. I just, I can't. And I told him, I was like, hey, listen, you know, he said, I said, hey, look, I know we had plans for Wednesday night. I have to cancel. I have to just move the shop. And he messaged me and said, hey, look, I'm still in the area. I'm still manpower. If you, you know, you just want to have a second set of hands, I can help out. And we can, we can knock a bunch of it out. Whatever you need help with, I'm here. Just let me know if you're interested. So now <laughs> another person who I've expected nothing from and really I, I can never repay all the people that have helped me out getting through the last couple of months. It has been 
oh, it has been incredibly difficult. I mean, it just has been. I'm, I'm not even, uh, to put it bluntly, I don't know what, what my next, I don't know what my next thing is. I just don't know. I don't have a thing anymore. It's just do what you can, keep your head above water, keep digging. It's hard and I'm struggling. I am struggling mightily. But every time I think it's going to fall apart, somebody who I don't expect, who just surprises me, and it's not that they're not good people, it's that the people who have stepped up to help me, I knew they were friends, but I had no idea that those would be the people that I would be getting this level of help and support from. I had no idea. And I'm learning a lot about people. I'm learning a lot about the people that have helped me and the people that haven't. And I'm not judging the people that haven't. I don't. I'm, but I'm eternally grateful for the people who have. So tomorrow, Jacob and I are going to load up. I rented a U-Haul van. And we're going to drive, I'm pretty sure at this point, and this is how much I've, I've got rid of about five pallets of stuff out of my shop. Just stuff I don't need anymore, stuff I'm not going to use anymore, stuff I don't have a place for anymore. And basically, I am going to do the best I can with limited tools. I don't have the big shop I had in my old house. I don't have the medium shop I had in my last shop. I now have a much smaller shop. Because, again, when you don't expect it, somebody steps in with an incredible amount of generosity. Kathy's cousin, Debbie, basically spent three days cleaning out a section of her basement so that I could bring my tools there and have a place to function while I get my shit together. I've known Kathy five months. Five months. In fact, it'll be um, five months in a few days. Five months. I, I don't know what to, I just I don't know what to say. Like I don't know what to say. Every time I think I know where my 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 help is going to come from, where my support's going to come from, who's going to take who's going to give me that hand up? Because I hate asking for help and I hate asking for a handout. And all I want is the opportunity to earn some kind of money from people. I want the opportunity to earn their support. I want the opportunity to, to earn what's given to me. I'm not a person that likes taking things, even when they're given with the cleanest of intention, because in my mind, I always feel like I owe people. And I know that's not true. I mean, I know how I give people stuff. When I give somebody something, I assume, if I loan you money, it's because I'm assuming I'm never going to see it again. I have people that owe me a lot of money that if they gave it to me right now would be a huge help. I'm never going to see that money. And I didn't expect to see it when I gave it, and I can't, I'm not going to go try to get it back now, right? Um, I don't want to be the guy with his hand out all the time. I just want the opportunity to work for what I have. And that's been incredibly difficult. I, I, it shouldn't be. You know, we keep hearing how everyone's hiring. Everyone, that's complete bullshit. I am telling you now, yeah, everyone's hiring. If you want to work for, you know, 15 bucks an hour, if that's the minimum wage in your state. I literally saw a job application the other day. They wanted 10 years of IT experience. 
experience, multiple certifications, a college degree, and all this, and they were start. The starting pay was thirty three thousand dollars a year. Thirty three thousand dollars a year. Are you kidding me? Now I don't have a problem with thirty three thousand as you know an entry level position when you're starting. You're getting your foot in the door in a company, but you want someone with all this experience and all these certifications for thirty three thousand a year. Who the hell is taking that job? Who the hell is taking that job? So that's what I've been dealing with. So I have still not found um, gainful employment, although another person that has risen to the occasion and helped me out is I've been working with my friend Chris, and I've been working as an IT consultant for his company, and he basically has arranged for me to hit all the, without getting too far into details, multiple locations to do like a survey for the company to just assess the status of the machines that are put in all of these locations. And I'm going to get paid my first hour rate at every one of them because they're basically going to be quick one-hour visits, right? So I'm going to get paid that one hour for 16 locations. That's a good deal. And again, he, he, was, he didn't have that in plan, right? But I told him, I said, look, I'm getting concerned because I'm, I can't find anything. And the only thing I have going on is you guys, but you guys haven't used me in like six weeks. And he said, let me think of something. I'll come up with something. So that's what he came up with. So we're going to do all the locations that this company works with. We're going to do a massive survey which is great because it's going to give me a chance to get into all these locations and suss out any potential problems, but it's also going to mean that I have some income this month. Didn't expect to have it. Glad to see it. <laughs> and that is pretty much how my life has been. You know, I, When I thought I had it figured out, I thought last year after the wedding season, that you know, all the wedding consultants that were working with me last year, I thought they'd come back this year. They haven't. But I've talked to a couple of them, and their business hasn't come back the way it did last year. You know, the last year was the um, "we're done with COVID, let's get married" type explosion, and now there's just not much there. I know a couple of wedding consultants that have told me that they're just not busy, and they're finding other ways to make ends meet while they wait for wedding clients and. It's like, okay, well, that's why I'm not making any money with that. And then I had a couple of things come up where I could make a few bucks, and then I lost my shop. I had a great, di- a great gig for some birthday party decor. It was, was going to be really, really cool. I had an idea. I was going to throw it at the wall and see what happens. Not going to happen. It's t- that's just how it is. Like is. I've, I've gotten to the point where it's like, that's how it is, and I'm just going to deal with it. But like I said, every time I get to the point where I feel like it's hopeless, someone comes through. I'm working on, I'm still working on that company on what I like to call consulting on the patent, which we're now beyond, we're in the patent pending phase. So now we're in the product, um, product packaging phase and the production phase for a product that's launching probably mid-September. So that's cool. And I've been a part of that since before the original 3D CAD design is mine. I made it. And nobody can take that away from me. This is one of the coolest things I've ever worked on. And I've literally seen this project through from my head 
to a product, and that's awesome, and I'm enjoying it. And now I just got an email today, and I'm now working for the initial brand package, brand identification package, all that stuff for a brand new company. So, you know, but that doesn't like pay, that's not like a paycheck. That's like a, hey, the project's done, here's your cut. You know, granted, the guy's been very generous with me and like, hey, I took a couple hours of your time, here's a couple of bucks. And I, it has been awesome. I could not function without that money. But it's, it's scary. It's scary when you just go, I don't know how I'm making the rent this month. I don't know. But I will. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I always figure it out. Um, and I've been figuring it out month after month. And then I told, it was funny because on the last episode, the one with Jesse, I told everybody, hey, you know, if you have a moment, <laughs> if you have a moment, uh, throw the podcast on, throw the podcast on in your, um, throw the playlist for the podcast on YouTube and let it play in the background like when you go to work or whatever. I didn't think anyone was actually going to do it. Well, it turns out quite a few of you have actually done it and the numbers of the shows are just ticking upward. It's amazing. So um, I actually forgot who it was, but somebody sent me a photo of their computer before they left for work that they had literally started the playlist and then they left the house. <laughs> so that was awesome. And it, it truly, truly made me smile. So thank you guys for for that and a couple of people you know again stepping up right it's always we're talking a lot today about stepping up and a lot of people have a lot of people have stepped up and either upgraded their patronage or joined um i have you know two people two people in the terabyte tier that weren't there last week last time um scott orham from dad at yourself diy who was a supporter because we make and hadn't been a supporter of digitally creative, but now he's on the terabyte tier. Um, and Ed Swanson upgraded from the Ed Swanson upgraded from the where was he? He was at the gigabyte tier, which was ten dollars a month, and now he's on the terabyte tier. And Chris Raley joined up. Um, I'm looking at the Hall of Fame now, and I'm probably going to get this wrong. I have him listed on the terabyte tier. I'm pretty sure he joined at Gigabyte, but whatever he joined at. I mean, more people, more people have joined in, and I am so grateful for that because this podcast, <laughs> right now, without my shop, this podcast is my source of income. And you can do the math. Look at the numbers. You can look at the names. You know how much all the plans are. You could see what the podcast is bringing in. And it's the only way I can afford the software that runs it and the expenses associated with running it and then have a few extra bucks for groceries. So I, I appreciate it. I, I, don't, I, don't know how I don't know how I function without it. I wanted to talk today, and I know I'm 20 minutes in. I'm probably going to keep this to around a half hour. But, you know, with all the stuff going on in my life, I've had to pivot again. And I've been, and I was thinking about this the other day, and you know, the first, the first feelings I had about losing my shop again were like, "Great, here we go again. I'm losing my shop. I'm losing everything." And I had that feeling when I, when I got my cancer diagnosis because I just started handmade by Vincent Ferrari. I had just started making stuff, and I had started to build a little momentum, and then I had to stop for chemo, 
and radiation and my surgery. And not only did I not lose the business, but I, I, the business really took off afterwards, probably because I came out of the hospital super motivated to make things work and really, you know, kick it up a few notches. So that was not what I expected, but that is what happened. You know, things, things did work out. But, of course, I had that same feeling. Um, and I've thought about how many times in the last, particularly the last five years, because June 26th of 2018 was the first time I had trouble swallowing. And that's what led to my October of that year, my diagnosis of esophageal cancer. So it's been about five years of just every time I think everything's fine, something happens. And I've had to pivot so many times. My life has taken so many weird turns. And, you know, if, 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 you look, if I looked at my life today, five years ago, I'd be like, what? You're, you're, what? You're, you, 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 you're divorced and you're engaged again and you're, you know, you're living in New Jersey and you're unemployed <laughs> And you're making it on your own in an apartment that you're not sharing with anybody yet. And, <laughs> but I pivoted. I had to pivot a lot of times. I had to change a lot of things about my life. It's like, nope, you know, right turn, sharp right turn, sharp right turn. Lots of sharp right turns in my life. And every time I've done it, I've had the same initial reaction of, I don't want to do this. I don't want to I don't want to deal with this. I'm tired. I just want I just want some stability. I just want a normal happy life. And I had a friend of mine once tell me I don't remember who it was and I'm assuming they'll be if they listen to this they'll point out that they in fact said it. But they said to me that people like us don't have normal lives. People like us and I don't know what they meant by people like us, but I do remember that was the word. That was the exact phrasing. People like us don't have normal lives. And I, I've thought about that a lot. And I thought about it a lot, particularly on Thursday, as I went to my shop and started throwing stuff away. And they're right. People like us don't have normal lives. I don't have a normal life. I haven't had a normal life in years. You know, I remember, <laughs> I remember last summer, last summer I was, I was dating someone. I was relatively happy with my life. Um, the podcast was going reasonably well. Um, it hadn't blown up yet. And I was just going to work, coming home, eating dinner, watching TV, paying the rent, working a job that I really liked. I was like, wow, there's no drama in my life. And a friend of mine told me, don't say that too loud, because that's what happens. You say it too loud, and all of a sudden it blows up, so don't do that. And of course, you know, August, the podcast blew up, and, you know, November, I lost my job, and yeah, just on and on, I didn't need to recap my whole damn life, but it's just been pivot after pivot after pivot, and it's gotten me to the point where... I don't know what to expect next, but I think when I was dating, when I was dating, I had a theory, and the theory was that every woman that it didn't work out with, I had to come away from it with a lesson. 
And I can rattle off the names of the women I dated and the lesson that I learned from that relationship. Every one of them. And I've done it, and it's fascinating because it is a, it's a book written out in 10 chapters of the things that I had to learn by failing at it. And by failing at it, I mean failing in the relationships. Whether I failed, they failed, not important. The relationship had to fail so that I could learn a lesson and internalize that lesson. And in fact, one lesson I had to learn twice. And the same thing happened different ways, but the same thing happened twice in a row. And I didn't learn it the first time, kind of. I really learned it the second time. So I think my life experience now has become the same thing. Everything that I've gone through has to be a lesson that I have to learn something from. And, you know, Kathy, God bless her, I love that woman, and she knows I love her, and she makes me happier than any human being has made me happy. That's not a sentence. She makes me happier than any human being has in my entire life. That's the sentence. And I, I love her. I love her deeply. I love her completely. You know, like I said, we're almost at, we're just a hair under five months and we haven't even had a fight yet, which it's like, think about that for a second. Who have you, who have you even known that long that you haven't had a fight with? We haven't had a single fight. We had a minor disagreement and it wasn't a fight. It was just like, just let me deal with it. That was my answer. Just let me deal with it. It wasn't you're wrong, you're stupid, whatever, you know, blah, 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 you know, no cursing, nothing flying across rooms, right? <sighs> but everything has to be something I learn from. And right now, the lesson I have to learn is that I'm going to figure it out. And I have to just trust that I'm going to figure it out. And that I'm not going to fall into, like, a pit of, like, laziness. And I'm not going to suddenly just give up and stop trying, and it's like as long as you keep hustling and keep trying and keep making good connections and keep surrounding yourself with good people, it's going to work out. It may not work out exactly the way you think it's going to or the way you want it to, but it's going to work out. And I'm starting to understand it. I'm starting to believe it. And every night I go to bed and I panic over how I'm going to pay the rent next month. Every night I go to bed looking at my bank account thinking there's nothing in it. Every night I panic. But I wake up in the morning and I start the day over just like last night never happened. And I think that's the thing I've learned from Kathy. And she just basically keeps telling me over and over again, it's going to work out. You just have to trust that it's going to work out. And it has. I mean, I'm still here. I'm still in my palatial basement estate, <laughs> you know. So I guess the life lesson, the life lesson for me it's a repeated theme, even though the lessons and what the lessons are about have been different. The lesson over the lesson of the last five years is every experience is a learning opportunity. If you take it, internalize it, and use it as such. And I've gotten better at doing it. It takes sometimes it takes me a little while to get on the train. I think that's the same for everybody. Nobody likes when bad shit happens. But bad shit isn't the last shit. And, and that's kind of where I'm at now. Like a lot of bad stuff has happened, but a lot of good stuff has happened. I, I met a woman 
who has changed my life in nothing but positive ways. Her family is nothing but amazing to me. They've taken me in as one of their own. Her friends have adopted me as if I had been there in their little circle of friends my entire life. I'll figure everything else out. I will. So, and I would, I would advise you, if you're going through some hard times, because we all go through hard times. I've been through my fair share. You've been through your fair share. If you go through some hard times, don't let the fact that you're going through hard times be, a, be the period at the end of the sentence. It's not. Put a comma there instead. And then wake up the next day. Go back at it. No, it's going to suck. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. It's going to suck. You're not going to want to. You're not going to be happy about it. It's going to be difficult. But one day down the road, once you're through all of it, you're going to realize, oh, I was meant to go through that so I could learn that I am strong enough to go through something like that. There's a country song by um, Rodney Atkins. And one of the lines in it is, if you're going through hell, keep on going. Keep on going. Go through hell. Don't stop in hell. I think that's pretty good advice that we can all stand to learn a few things or two from. I'm going to take a minute to thank the people that support this show financially because, as I said, and I will say until I am blue in the face, I cannot do this without you. And by this, I don't just mean this podcast. I mean anything. I, I need you guys, and I appreciate you so much right now. So, so, so much. And the people I appreciate so, so much are Matthew Serio from Artigiano Serio, Big Al Schultz of New York Woodworks, Scott Orham of Dad It Yourself DIY, Chris Raley of Route 9 Signs, Ed Swanson of Ed's Clocks and More, Tori Decker from Tori Did It, Jake Drews of Make With Jake, Megan Chris from Onyx Designs Woodwork, Christian Neary of Warren Works, Ken Madden of Mad K Studios, David Wood of DW Wood Builds, Dean Duplantis, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy, Kim and Garrett from Kim and Garrett Make It, Rory Langefeld of RLL Woodworks and DIY, Robert J. Keller, Brian Arsenault, The Seven Hills Maker, Dave Bauer of Dave Bauer Art, Nick Birchtold of Birchtold Design Build, Donald LeBlanc of Fun with Woodworking, Ross Cave, Jeremy Spies, Grant Alexander from The Clamp Podcast, Brad Harrison of Brad's Customs, and Billy Poulton of Poulton Projects. You guys, I could not do this, and by this I mean, like I said, I mean literally anything without you guys, and I, you all mean the world to me. Whatever level you contribute to this show at, it's super important to me, and I am very, very grateful when I realize that you guys have stepped up to, to support this show at a level higher than I was getting out of Because We Make in a year. It, it hits me right here, guys, every time. Every time I see that little notification that you know a subscription has renewed, every single time it gets me right here, and I can't tell you how much it means to me. If you can't support the show financially, I understand. Believe me, I understand. If you can't support the show financially, by all means, leave a review, share the show, tell someone about it, put the YouTube playlist on before you go to work and let it play while you're at work and I can get eight hours of watch hours into the podcast. 
I'd be perfectly happy with that too. If that's something you're able to do. Yeah, a little click fraud never hurt nobody. <laughs> Shh, don't tell YouTube. Everyone does it. Don't worry. Um, I wanted to do... I wasn't sure if I was going to do a thing of the week this week, but I, I, I was thinking about... So when you're down, one of the things I like to do is I like to absorb myself in something fun and interesting and even at times a little bit silly. And if, if I was thinking about who would I consider in my YouTube subscriptions to be fun, interesting, and a little bit silly, there's very few people that would match the fun, interesting, and a little bit silly level of Ali Spagnola. If you've not watched Ali Spagnola's video, she is just... She's a force of nature. She's 1.3 million subscribers on YouTube. So a lot of people pretty much understand that this woman is just happy entertainment. Just always good stuff. Now, she does a couple of things on her channel. She does like remixed music where she'll play. She'll take a song and do it in another style. It's not really my thing. I'm not going to lie. But the thing that she does do. And she does wacky art projects. And when I say wacky art projects, I mean wacky art projects. Her most recent video, she flocked a whole piano. Yep. She, wanted, she did a red, white, and black camo pattern on an old piano. And she flocked it. And it looked amazing. And it, it's just so damn cool. It's such a cool project. She's turned her car into a, she's covered her car with chia seeds and grown, literally turned her car into a roving chia pet. She put pop sockets all over her car so you can walk over to her car. Her car is a giant fidget toy. She has covered her car in AstroTurf. She has covered her car. She took those same pop sockets and covered them in dichromic paint so that basically the car became a giant mood ring. Uh, it's just project after project after. And her projects are just, there, there's no reason for them. And that's what makes them amazing. They're fun, they're silly, they're entertaining. And a little fun, silly entertainment is the kind of thing you need sometimes when you're... I don't need something heavy and life-changing and crazy. Sometimes you just need something that's going to entertain you for a little bit while you tune out the world. And Allie, I'm not saying don't pay attention to her. I'm saying that if you want something that's going to take you away for a few minutes at a time, Ali's channel is fantastic. It's youtube.com slash at Ali Spagnola, A-L-I-S-P-A-G-N-O-L-A. Go check her out. You won't be sorry. You did. In fact, with the number of subs she has, I'm pretty sure a lot of you have already checked her channel out. I apologize, by the way. Um, you I'm trying. My throat has been just a disaster the last couple of days. And you probably have seen me struggling the last few minutes. This is probably about as much as I'm going to be able to talk anyway. But you probably see me struggling the last few minutes trying to swallow. So um, my apologies for that. If that sounds awful, I don't know how it's going to sound. I can't hear it in my headphones. So I might be able to get away with it. But um, that is going to do it for this week. I don't know what's going to happen next week. I don't know. Pro there might. There's a pretty good chance there won't be an episode next week because Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Kathy's family invited us down to. They're renting a house on the Jersey Shore, and I might be on the Jersey Shore and not get an episode done. There's a pretty good chance. Um, I have an idea, two different ideas for episodes, but I would have to get them done 
by Sunday. So if I can get them done, there might be an episode. If not, if you don't see an episode, I'm sorry. It's just, I'm, it's a miracle that I'm putting this out. In fact, I wasn't going to do it tonight. And then I was like, no, nah, I kind of got to do it tonight. So um, this is going up in six hours. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but you'll see it. And when you see it, you're going to go, he did it. Yet again, I don't know how I'm going to get it done, but I get it done. It's kind of a repeating theme in my life, isn't it? Anyway, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for your continued support. I look forward to chatting with you all again next week or the week after, if that's what the world decides we're going to do. Until then, have a great week, everybody, and I'll talk to you then. Thank you.